0: chapter 2 of my experiences as an executioner by james berry this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by ashley jane chapter 2 how i became an executioner It has been said by some of those goody-goody moralists who are always anxious to point out sad examples of the depravity of man, and who are not very particular about the genuineness of the facts with which they support their theories, that I was fond, even as a boy, of reveling in the revolting details of crime, and that I was a reader of all the police literature that I could obtain such statements are absolutely false as a boy i was not a great reader on any subject and the proceedings of the courts and the careers of criminals were in no wise interesting to me until i became a member of the bradford borough police force in eighteen seventy four when a policeman i strove to do my duty as well as any man could and often wished that i could make some better provision for my wife and family but I never so much as dreamed of becoming an executioner, or took any interest in the subject of hanging. One day when I called at a friend's house that was on my beat, it happened that Mr. Marwood was staying there, and I was introduced to him, and a few days later I again met him and spent an evening in his company. He was a quiet, unassuming man kindly and almost benevolent in his manner, who was in no way ashamed of his calling, though very reticent about speaking of it, excepting to those whom he knew well. He keenly felt the odium with which his office was regarded by the public, and aimed, by performing his duties in a satisfactory manner, and by conducting his private life respectably, at removing the stigma which he felt was undeserved. At times the attitude of the public towards him was very keenly felt, and I well remember one time when this subject was the topic of conversation at the supper-table that he remarked to a gentleman present, My position is not a pleasant one, and turning to me repeated with emphasis, No, it is not a pleasant one. The words seemed to come from the depths of a full heart, and I shall never forget their pathos and feeling. Altogether, Mr. Marwood never encouraged me in any way to think of his calling with feelings of envy, and though he did give me all particulars of his methods and apparatus, it was merely because I asked all sorts of questions from natural curiosity. It was only when in company with Mr. Marwood, with whom I became quite friendly, that I ever contemplated the question of capital punishment. At other times it was far from my thoughts. My application for the post, which was left vacant at his death, was therefore in no way the result of a personal desire for the work or of a preconceived plan. I was simply driven to it by the poverty-stricken condition of my family, which I was unable to keep in reasonable comfort upon my earnings. I was then engaged as a boot salesman at a small salary. I knew that in the line on which I was then working there was no prospect of a material improvement in my position. I knew that I was a man of no extraordinary ability so that my chances of rising were few, and I looked upon the vacancy of the executioner's post as being probably my one chance in life, my tide in the affairs of man. Personally I had a great distaste for the work, though I did not consider it in any way dishonourable or degrading, and I had to weigh my family's wants against my personal inclination. It seemed to me at the time that my duty was clear, so I made application for the vacant position. It may be said that I decided to better myself without any regard to the means of that betterment or to my fitness for the position. But when I carefully considered the matter in the few days before sending in my application, I was convinced that I could do the work as well as anyone and that I could make practical improvements in some of the methods and somewhat improve the lot of those appointed to die. This last consideration finally decided me. I made application to the Sheriffs of London and Middlesex in September, eighteen eighty three. There were some fourteen hundred applicants for the post, but after waiting some time, I received the following letter, intimating that I was one of the few from amongst whom the final choice was to be made. London. The sheriffs of London and Middlesex will be at the Old Bailey on Monday next, the 24th instant at 2 o'clock p.m., for the purpose of seeing the selected applicants for the post of executioner. If you, as one of those selected for consideration, are disposed to attend at the above time and place, you are at liberty, at your own expense, to do so. 19th September, 1883 to Mr. J. Berry. Of course I kept the appointment, was duly examined, amongst some nineteen others, and was told that the chosen executioner would be communicated with. My action in applying for the post was not at all in accordance with the wishes of my relatives, who did everything they possibly could to prevent me obtaining it. Some of my friends and neighbours wrote, either through solicitors or personally to the sheriffs, certain members of my own family positioned the home secretary to dismiss the application on the ground that if the appointment was given to me a hitherto respectable family would be disgraced i believe that it was mainly in consequence of these representations that i was passed over and the post given to mr bartholomew binns upon myself the opposition had an effect that was not intended it made me devote considerable thought and care to the details of the work of an executioner and made me determine that if ever the opportunity again offered i should do my best to secure the work during the four months that mr binns held the appointment i had consultations with some eminent medical men and when much earlier than i expected a new executioner was wanted i was very well grounded in the theory of the subject it was in march eighteen eighty four that the magistrates of the city of edinburgh wanted a man to execute vicars and inns two poachers the sheriffs of london and middlesex gave me a recommendation and i addressed the following letter to the magistrates of edinburgh march thirteenth eighteen eighty four fifty two thorpe street shearbridge bradford yorkshire to the magistrates of the city of edinburgh dear sirs i beg most respectfully to apply to you to ask if you will permit me to conduct the execution of the two convicts now lying under sentence of death at edinburgh i was very intimate with the late mr marwood and he made me thoroughly acquainted with his system of carrying out his work and also the information which he learnt from the doctors of different prisons which he had to visit to carry out the last sentence of the law I have now one rope of his which I bought from him at Horncastle and have had two made from it. I have also two pinioning straps made from his, also two leg straps. I have seen Mr Calcraft execute three convicts at Manchester thirteen years ago, and should you think fit to give me the appointment, I would endeavour to merit your patronage. I have served eight years in Bradford and West Riding Police Force, and resigned without a stain on my character and could satisfy you as to my abilities and fitness for the appointment you can apply to mr jas withers chief constable bradford also to the high sheriff for the city of london mr clarence smith mansion house buildings number four queen victoria street london e c who will testify as to my character and fitness to carry out the law Should you require me, I could be at your command at twenty-four hours' notice. Hoping these few lines will meet with your approval, I remain, sirs, your most obedient servant, James Berry. To the Chief Magistrates, Borough of Edinburgh, Scotland. P.S. An answer would greatly oblige, as I should take it as a favour. A brief correspondence followed, and on March 21st I received the following letter from the Magistrates' Clerk. City Chambers, Edinburgh, 21st March, 1884 Sir, with reference to your letters of the 13th and 15th instant, I am now directed by the Magistrates to inform you that they accept the offer you have made of your services to act as executioner here on Monday the thirty-first march current on condition one that you bring your assistant with you and two that you and your assistant arrive in edinburgh on the morning of friday the twenty-eighth instant and reside within the prison at the magistrates expense till after the executions are over the magistrates agree to your terms of ten guineas for each person executed and twenties for each person executed to your assistant, with second class railway fares for both of you, you finding all necessary requisites for the executions. I am, sir, your obedient servant, A. Campbell, Deputy City Clerk, Mr. James Berry, 52 Thorpe Street, Shearbridge, Bradford, Yorks, P.S., Please acknowledge receipt of this letter immediately. A. C. Of course, my reply was to the effect that I accepted the engagement, and although I felt many misgivings between that time and the day appointed for the execution, the work was carried through satisfactorily. End of chapter two. Recording by Ashley Jane.